This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty. Carrie Ann, Jason Hoover. We got an exciting got guest with us today. We today. got a packed house. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, so and, 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 How's it and a topic that I want to learn more about. I'm excited about that, and I don't know a whole lot about it. And usually, when you've been in the business for almost four decades, you've had time to learn no. about everything. You know, four decades. Mm-hmm. Four decades. So that puts. Did you me get a different. trophy for that? Or, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, be... I think so. Yeah, there should be an award for. Um, the longest guy in the business although there are people around nashville that have been in a lot longer than i have <clears throat> believe it or not when dirt was new you know new dirt <laughs> but I, I, I would dare to say not as active as you are probably not probably not right but, you are yeah, i am active that's for you sure are. so tell us all <laughs> so about is the washing our, machine. Our, um, our guest here we have an amazing guest mr mr hunter mccleese and he's going to talk about this thing called syndication and i'm excited about that welcome hunter thank you thank you for having me i'm excited to talk about it and kind of bring some knowledge to the group yeah love that some of our team members here at uh, realty one group music city here in franklin are excited about um, the information that you've shared with them and and it feels like that's um some of these folks are getting really i mean getting really truly involved in it they are i've had uh, two brokers from the company reach out to me and want to kind of feel or get a feel for this space and Mm -hmm. they've kind of taken them in and we're just chatting about the process and getting them started love it so so let's let's pretend like i don't know anything about it because i don't easy to do actually just talk to me i don't know what we're talking about today let's start at a high level okay like let's let's pretend like you're talking to third graders okay uh at a high level (laughs) okay go ahead and do that (laughs) when i say high level i'm saying you know just kind of a first of all an overview before we go down deep into the situation certainly certainly uh it really starts with kind of deal finding Uh, as we know finding the property right now is is pretty difficult so that's Mm -hmm. a big piece of it um not the main piece of syndication but then also uh finding capital Finding the property. Let's let's break that down. What kind of property are we talking about? Uh, so I deal specifically in multifamily space. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of that will have your retail space that's generally underneath the, if it's a tower, uh, so multiple floors, you'll have a little bit of retail downstairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so majority of that's going to be multifamily that we deal with. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said there's two components, finding the property and then generating the money. Correct. And you you stand in the middle middle of that? Is that how that works? Yeah, because sometimes I, I find the property and I, I dive into that space uh, solely while I've got other partners or business partners that will bring in the capital. And that's just from their basically uh, sphere of influence or whether they're going to be investing in the deal themselves. So this is allowing an individual to not have to pay fully themselves you create a partnership for exactly. each unit? Okay, yep. cool. So together, uh, if people want to take what other knowledge or if you go find someone that doesn't exactly know the investment asset aspect as far as multifamily goes then you can group up with individuals that have a, a proven track record and then invest your money become more of an inve- a passive investor wonderful and then are you is this a long-term investment or are these flips uh not necessarily it could be a long term uh, we we shoot for long term 
but if someone turns around and says we want your property and they give you a, a heck of a deal we're not gonna turn it down yeah because the whole goal is to increase wealth through this yep. in, this, and there's this always, process there's always that opportunity cost so if i bought a property and then sold it a year later for a million dollars more i can make more money with that three million dollars or whatever it might be instead of leaving it in that property i say so the point here is to is to really <laughs> leveraged income is that when what the yep. syndication part means is it and let's say i can't afford a 10 million dollar property which would be absolutely true but with 10 other people I could do that, or, or X number of people. Yep. I mean, is there a? I'm assuming there's a minimum that you can get involved in something like this with a minimum out of pocket. So typically, we like to deal with accredited investors. So there's accredited and non-accredited, and those non-accredited investors could be sophisticated investors, and you're allowed up to 35 unsophisticated or non-accredited investors per deal. And a sophisticated investor is someone that's either got a, a financial background or a business background and has their own ability or knowledge to underwrite that deal and make sure it's going to be an investment or worthwhile investment. A credit investor, on the other hand, is either makes $200,000 a year single or $300,000 a year married or has a spouse and, or has a net worth of a million dollars or more. So those are kind of the, the hurdles that the investors have. So this to get is a specific criteria that you have to follow in order to get involved in a syndication. Yep, because we have to abide by SEC guidelines, and if we ever get audited, they just want to make sure that we've vetted all of our uh, investors to make mm-hmm. sure that they know what they're getting. Into. Oh, that's good. So this is not just hey, let's get together. Yeah, it's the yeah, Wild yeah. West. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, which we're experiencing out there. So let's say uh, that um, I don't have a million dollars, or I don't have that kind of value, and so forth. You know, just we're speaking to a real estate audience here, a realtor yeah. uh, audience of real estate professionals. That even if they don't have it themselves, they probably know somebody who possibly does. So tell us the value. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of a short version of what syndication is all about. Tell us how why the the viewers should be interested in this topic, even if they don't qualify themselves. Just to be able to have that, so if you are a real estate agent, you're providing value by finding someone a house. And in turn, those people are buying an asset that is going to grow in worth. It's going to appreciate. And at some point, you reach back out to someone that you sold a house to four years ago. Now they've got this pot of cash. They could do a a HELOC or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they now have the net worth of a million dollars, or they make $300,000 or more. They can take that HELOC and uh, invest that. Or they can do, um, there's other life insurance policies that you can pull from and invest those. So with life insurance, you're building a cash balance at, we'll call it 4% per year. But if you invest it into a syndication where you're making 10% per year, you're, you know, you're netting 6%. Mm-hmm. So you're still earning money over here on this asset, whether it's real estate, it's appreciating, whether it's life insurance or other annuities. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. So if I'm a real estate agent and I help put something like this together, is there an incentive that for that for me? Yeah, so absolutely. Even if I'm so not I've involved in it directly. Certainly. So I've, <clears throat> I've worked with or am working with Blake from the, the company, and mm-hmm. we basically put together our, our handshake agreement at this point, and you know, we split. It's called, uh, so there's GP shares. If you do a syndication, there's LP shares, and that's going to be made up of either whatever um, – I guess basis you want to call it. Generally, it's between twenty and thirty percent for GPs, and that's general partners. They make up the the deal finders, the the fundraisers, and so we we take uh, basically split that share, and so he gets part of the acquisition fee as well, and as well as uh, part of that GP share. 
What if you're out in uh, about, like I think Michael Brobeck, right, has been looking for properties for you? What, what about that in individual? So Michael as well. So there's, so there's basically a, a pie chart, if you will, and we've broken it down into different sections. So it depends on what part of that pie chart it falls into. So for Michael's aspect, he's going to be a deal finder. He gets paid out on the acquisition fee as well, and then he'll also get a GP share um, pro rata based off of that pie chart. And so if it, we'll call it 30% of that total 100% allocation, he's going to get that whole 30% if he brought that deal in. So basically, effectively, if he'll get 30% of 30%, because 30% is that um, total pie of um, 100% allocation of equity within that property. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is I'm a real estate agent, and I want to provide value adds to my clients and I know that they are um, eager and wanting to grow their wealth and you over conversations you've heard this or that and then you can make the connection as well yep sometimes you know my value adds I do I don't make a dollar off of them but they grow my Mm -hmm. business and my worth in a bigger way later in life right just by making those stronger connections so that's another way you could do it and then they might end up referring you someone that, hey, this person bought me a house or helped me buy a house. Mm-hmm. And they also introduced me into this syndication where I'm now making money. Right. So this person has great value to me. Right, that's what Why I was saying, yeah. I introduce you to them? Yeah, for sure. And then, or you could come across, because again, sometimes the finder, <coughs> players that want to be finders, um, they may just come across something great or they want to spend the time to truly be a finder. I think you need to outweigh what makes the most sense for you and your business, right? right. And but, it's what you're good at, too. Yeah, absolutely. But this is a great value add, mm-hmm. um, you know, to know a lot of people right now are trying to find places to put their money. Um, and and the you wouldn't even know the average Joe's trying to do that, right? All of a sudden, there is money around somewhere, somehow, and or more people are willing to spend it. Maybe they had it and we just never knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're mm-hmm. willing to spend it and want to invest it in a way that makes a lot more sense. So well, this real is estate, all local. Real estate, I think, stays more consistent probably right. than stock market, something like Certainly. that. I think. And there's, there's always a need for housing. <clears throat> so that's the, the biggest key there is there's always going to be a need for housing. Mm-hmm. The population growth is, is not stagnant, mm-hmm. so it's always going to grow. And then we can't build enough units to house everybody. And unfortunately, right now, we've got uh, affordability, affordability factor. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people can't afford. And so they're going to have to find a place to live, and they can live in my apartment. Sure. So what is the, is there an, a minimum investment for me as an investor? Not necessarily. Uh, it depends on the deal uh, and whether you go in syndication route or private equity funds. But today we're obviously talking about syndication. So if you're a sophisticated investor, um, we, we generally allow minimum of 20000 And it, we don't typically go that low but to, because I, I like to help people out and I want them to be able to uh, realize and what I've been able to do. Um, like my stepbrother, for example, he's doing you know 20000 into a deal that we're doing right now. But generally, we try to do fifty to a hundred thousand at a minimum, and mm-hmm. that's just to decrease overhead. Because once we've got an accounting team, they're having to set up um, bank transfers and all the paperwork and attorneys. So it just costs money if you've got a hundred twenty thousand investors versus uh, ten. Mm-hmm. And each investor contributes the same <coughs> dollar figure, or that can vary. That can vary. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the shares according to exactly. that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Karen was about to ask a question before I interrupt her a minute ago about does this local properties or across the country or how's that work? So we do across the country, but we're focused on growth markets unless we find a deal that is just outperforming um, our standards of basically cash on cash returns. And that's in the form of like a return on investment, cash on cash. It's just mm-hmm. basically, you know, in the stock market, you generally can get eight, eight to ten percent per year. Mm-hmm. So we try to shoot for something a little bit better than that. So if it's not in a growth market, we're looking at a property in Wichita. It's not a huge growth. It's got one percent over the next five years in population growth, but the the value there is in the cash on cash, which is fifteen plus percent. Um, it's, I can dive into that deal, but it, it would get uh, we'd be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hunter, to help us, again, break it down, remember you're talking to, to third graders, <clears throat> and I wasn't really at the top of the class in my third grade class, so let's, let's break it down a little further. <laughs> sure. Let's give an example, for instance. You have been doing this for a little while. Yep. Can you give us an example of somebody that put in, let's say, twenty-five, dollars $100,000 or whatever? There's no promises here. We understand that. But just can you just give some examples of what can happen if things are, work out right, just so we can better maybe, uh, I, I worked. I like examples because my brain says, well, if someone and so can do it, then maybe I can do it. So, Certainly. You know. So we'll, we'll do 100,000. So we, we find a, a property and there's actually four ways to really kind of make money mm-hmm. on that property. And so we, we find this property and the we bring that investor in at 100,000. So we do our due diligence up front and we send out our analysis packet. And this is what the deal, our expectations are. So as far as returns, the obvious one is going to be your cash on cash return. So let's say we find a deal, it's 15% cash on cash. So that's $15,000 a year you're making in passive income. Uh, if we do a syndication, we're doing monthly distributions. So it's just going to go straight to your bank account and you can do with whatever you want. The third aspect is debt reduction. So now the tenants are paying down your debt the uh or sorry second and then the third is going to be appreciation of the asset so it's going to appreciate with the market it's also going to be forced appreciation because we're going to buy undervalued assets that either need a new property management company or the units just need to be remodeled that way we can get more rents for those units so that's what's considered forced appreciation Mm. the fourth and a lot of people might not look at it this way we do what's called bonus depreciation or a cost segregation study on the uh, property and what that is is to basically over the next five ten years there's a, a shelf life for either appliances carpet things like that so a cpa is going to go in there and bonus depreciate that in year one so you can write that off your taxes mm-hmm. so it's basically a tax deferral type program so it's four different ways of wow of making money on that money that you've invested. Wow. And as real estate agents, you're considered a real estate professional as long as you work 51 plus hours and you can write a majority of that off. 51 a day or a week, a year? (laughs) A day, Uh, a week. A week, okay. So just to make sure that you're working more as a real estate agent, then you can write those off your taxes. Very nice. Uh, Obviously, I'm not a CPA, so full disclosure, chat with your CPA. Yeah, just it's helpful to have examples of what can happen, though. Um, so, because it's this is a whole new thought of mine, but boy, it seems like with all this, <clears throat> I don't want to say fabricated uh, equity that we so so many of us have, it seems like pulling fifty, a hundred thousand dollars out of something and putting it in something that has that kind of return would would make a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I think so. I'm looking at doing it myself uh, mm -hmm. just because the appreciation in Williamson County alone has allowed me to do that. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at doing a HELOC to fund some of the deals that are coming up. And I might be getting, we'll call it a 4% rate. Like I said earlier, if you're getting 10%, you're still making 6% on your money. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then to add to that, the other <clears throat> value that we bring with the forced appreciation is, so we're taking a property that needs a lot of work. Once we do all that work, let's say it takes two years to remodel that property to get the tenants in, we can then refinance that asset. And we refinance it to pull all of our initial capital back out as best as possible. Obviously, it might not happen completely, uh, but then we can, you're, you're going to remain your equity share. So whatever your $100,000 equals, let's say it's a million dollar fundraise, you've got 10% equity share. That 10% remains in the property, but we've refinanced. We're trying to pull that 100000 back out and go buy another property. Mm. So you can either keep that 100000 if you want to, or you can get go it back on, or let it roll over. The, yeah, next project if you want to. So my wife and I just are in the process, thank you, Carrie Ann, for uh, putting this what do you call it, a sweep loan? Is that what you call it? Mm. Or the first lien equity line? Yeah, sweep loan. Mm -hmm. yeah. On, our, on our property that we have. And, and, and um, mm -hmm. so I'm, so it's almost, I mean, we have about a million dollars sitting there. So we could easily pull out a hundred or two and that would really pay for itself, wouldn't mm -hmm. it, to do that? Yeah. As long as the, the loan allows you to do that. Like you're not supposed to. Right. Looks, correct, it's, correct it's, me if it says I'm wrong. home improvements on there. Exactly. Exactly. No, you can pull it out for whatever purpose. You can. Mm -hmm. okay. But if you do like a cash out mm -hmm. refinance, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe that you're supposed to because, well, you can. I yeah, guess. it's your cash. But they want to hit you with that debt as well. Well, this is like a writing. This is after the fact, but yeah, yes. This is like writing a check on a, it's better than a HELOC, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> if the intention, um, and if you apply with the intention that you're pulling that money out to go purchase another debt, then yes, yeah. we need to finish that sentence. Um, but if you, we, you don't know what's happening there mm -hmm. initially in the conversation, mm -hmm. you do what you need to do with your money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in your situation, you can do whatever. You already have the line. It goes up and down according to um, you, you know, the approval balance. Mm -hmm. So that is completely fine. Um, but yeah, this is great. I mean, again, um, you need to see what makes the most sense, right? Because paying down one house or like he referenced you might be paying blank and interest for that but you're going to be you know doubling that or quadrupling that with a different you know investment this is the time to invest right i think we're all at that stage many people that are watching you know maybe at that age group that we're all like okay what's our next you yeah, know what is our next move sure. um and i think this is the time to think about it for sure if you can borrow at four percent and receive ten percent that seems not too complicated. Right. It's not too bad. The the cap or not caveat, but the keep in mind with the first year repositioning plan, that's where you're remodeling new tenants, new mm -hmm. property management, there's gonna be probably a zero percent return where we're gonna dump everything. Right, you're gonna back pause for a moment mm -hmm. and not do distribution. I'm assuming that the the best way is to look at that money as gone for correct five or ten years or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. And your payout your is later. Mm-hmm. But woof. You've got some money, like poof, it's done. You know, right. that's how I look at it. My extra savings <coughs> that I do in different places, yeah. you don't realize you have that extra until you possibly need it. You know. Well, I think I think one of the reasons. I mean, there, I know that one of the reasons why I wanted Hunter on here was first of all, of course, to learn more myself, but but also, uh, you know, we're always doing things um, to give our agents not only tools in their tool belt, but reasons to contact their their circle mm -hmm. of influence, sure. you know, and have that conversation and be that expert and bring that added value. 
to the consumer and because just by having this conversation with somebody as much as they might know about it it's going to open up other potential doors as well you know i sent out an email uh, last week to my database and i just said just curious about home your home value just hit reply and say curious and i was surprised how many curious as i got you know mm-hmm. just curious and there's no guarantees in that but it's the same way with you know starting a conversation with this have you thought about pulling a little equity out of that you know current uh, your current situation since it has gone up so much i mean speaking of which if you're already able to pull money out you what you've lived here in a year now yeah six months actually. <laughs> six yeah. months but, yep one, so you probably doubled your money on your house huh <laughs> just about actually it's, it's shocking i almost gonna i couldn't believe it people were buying houses in our exact neighborhood and they've already gone up four hundred thousand since wow. we bought in less than a year yep makes you want to sell <laughs> I, that's what i was thinking i'm like torn here yeah, yeah but i yeah. got my wife saying no yeah don't so. sell don't sell <laughs> uh, use the money but don't sell because that's what colleen and i did in my infant wisdom a year ago and now i realize i could have got two or three hundred thousand more for it you know? yeah and i sat on it a little longer mm, but, i know but anyway uh, but, but then where do you go yeah that's the problem is where do you go you know we just speaking well, of which we go <laughs> I know that's starting to sound really good. <laughs> Who wants to get into that business? Yeah, there you go. Because I'm thinking we could convert. We have a new plan, new selling plan. Yeah, let's when buy you some sell, land. When you sell, it comes with an RV. Just yeah. sell here, and yeah, we give comes you that an RV. <laughs> built-in exit plan. Exactly, exactly. When, when I was telling somebody the other day, when the market was so bad in 2008, there was all kinds of creativity going on. You know, where you they would throw in a car, or they would throw in a trip around the world, or all these different things. We can just throw in an RV now, so yeah. you have a place to put your head at night. I'm with you. In the meantime, we should be buying some land so we can park these RVs, you know, and then charge them rent. Yeah. Now we're <laughs> syndication. So fun, there you go. Is, um, uh, Mindy's uncle actually has bought um, trailer park parking spots down in Florida. That's sure. what he buys. Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes a killing off of it. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, Huge. there's no upkeep hardly. Yeah. Parking, um, car washes, Storage. and... Uh, Storage. storage yeah you think of all those mm-hmm. all those places that are necessities very passive income huge well Which, hunter is there anything else on this topic you can share real, um, before we wind this up here we want to make sure that um, people have a, a good overview of why they need to reach out to you first of all before we forget how do we how do they, how does how does everybody reach out to you specifically uh in this uh to, to ask more questions and see if they maybe qualify or know somebody who does yeah, absolutely. You can reach me at the 425-652-3267. One more time. 425-425-652-3267. So, and your email address is? Hunter at RealtyOneMusicCity.com. So are you, is there, are, would you be the one that's leading the, the troops? Is there somebody in charge? Yeah, so there's going to be your basically lead GP. Um, mm-hmm. He's in charge, and then he manages the or overview. Or she. Okay. No, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> who is that individual, They then? are in charge. <laughs> who, is in, who is in charge of that? Um, it, it the just group depends. picks? The group Sam. picks. Um, okay. Someone with the most... You're a little delayed, love. Most experience okay. in, in the property. But you... Oh, most experience in the property, not the process? The property or process. I gotcha. It okay. Depends. It just depends on how we all decide. And a lot of times that could be your, your sponsor, your, your guarantor of the loan. Um, but as far as doing your due diligence as an investor is the best part is to look at the team and then review their background and even just Google their name and make sure that they don't have any 
bad reviews out there or anything because you want to make sure that your investment's solid, right? Yeah. You don't want somebody coming back to get their money and then yours gets snagged with it, yeah. right? So, and then that leads to another question. Is there a true background check or just we're searching Google? Not really a true background check, but... You know, you can find the your biggest people on on bigger pockets on Google's easy enough. You can mm-hmm. see the deals that they're doing or their investment group page, things like that. Okay, very good. Well, this was great. This was an eye opener for me. Yeah. Syndication, love it. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Hopefully, you learned lots. We cannot wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 